You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. This edition of It's My Money is brought to you by Brenthurst Wealth, your partner for global wealth creation. It's time for It's My Money. It's My Money is brought to you by Brenthurst Wealth, and Brenthurst Wealth has been voted South Africa's top boutique wealth manager in both 2017 and 2020, and is consistently ranked in the top three or four in that category. Today we're speaking about something that may be slightly controversial for certain people that are dinosaurs and stuck in the old ages, but it's about women's financial needs. The piece was written and kindly sent to me by Renee Agar from Brentos Wealth in Cape Town. And the title of the piece is Women's Financial Needs Are Unique and Require a Different Approach. What sort of inspired you to write this Renee? And actually, before you answer that question, I need to ask you this. And this is quite important. When you went into the financial services industry, did you find yourself coming across barriers because of your gender? You know what, Lindsay? Firstly, thank you for having me on your show. Always a Um, pleasure. I will say, you know, that obviously, you know, we've got Women's Day on the 9th of August. And I thought it's it's always a good subject to remind people of in any event when it comes to women and financial investing. But, you know, myself joining the industry, I must say that when I started financial advising about 15 years ago, there were very few financial women financial advisors in the industry. And I attended a investment conference in London not so long ago. And although it was less male dominated, it was so it was so nice to see how many more women there were in that role. Although the numbers are still very much, you know, underplayed. Brentus, for example, have 10 yeah. women advisors out of 20 at the moment. And I find that extremely encouraging because so that's when 50, I started, 50. I was, what you're saying here is 50 50 and this is this is important because yeah. if you i mean apart from a couple of percentage points here and there the world is divided between men and women 50 50 totally and you know you can even see it with with the role that fathers take on nowadays it's not the woman doesn't just do everything you know if if the woman's got to work the men have got to work they've got to help out with the kids it's it's like a it's like a dual relationship. So we're not there yet, but but we are we are making good progress. And I think that's what what sparked me to talk about it today. Um, and I've got a few pointers and actually some some stats that I've researched to give you an idea of of where we are from a from a percentage point of view. Okay, I'm looking forward to speaking to Renee, the feminist activist, but in a in, in a responsible way. I'm looking forward to these next few minutes. Women need to get involved in financial affairs, is what you say. And you go on to say the following. Although there are still some women who prefer to leave household financial and investment decisions to a partner or a spouse, we have seen some change in recent years. Statistically, tell us about those changes, please, Renee. Okay, so what I will tell you is statistically, okay, women live, let's call it, anything between 5 to 15 years longer than men, Mm. okay? Um, So this alone is an important 
thing for women to understand that they need to actually get involved in financial affairs. You know, your husband can't just die and then you don't know where anything is or, or what it is like that. But the the, the bottom line is that um, Fidelity did some research and as of 2021, only 33% of women actually see themselves as investors and only 42% feel confident in their ability to save for milestones like retirement and in my view that is a that is still a very low number considering you know the kind of balance of roles that women and and men play now nowadays in in a family so those figures definitely have to be raised but we're slowly making progress and a report by McKinsey that was published in June this year shows that in Western Europe, women investors now control roughly a third of their assets under management. Now, that works out to about, let's call it 4.6 trillion euros. And the estimates are that by 2030, the women's share of investments will reach at least 45% of assets under management and a total of 10 trillion euros. So, you know, those are those are very, very, very encouraging numbers. And, you know, it just sort of shows you that women are becoming more aware and, you know, there needs to be more awareness created about how important it is. I mean, do you know where your where your will is? Do you know if you are the beneficiary on your on your husband's investments? Do you know what your husband earns? Are you doing a budget with your husband? Are your kids covered for? You know, life insurance, things like that. A lot of women still don't take an active role in even just finding out those things, let alone actually investing for retirement, you know, et cetera, et cetera. In other words, you've got to be more involved and you've got to be with somebody that is is accepting of the, the fact that you want to be more involved. And in fact, if you sit down with someone like yourself or any or a man or a woman from Brentus Wealth, they can sit down and encourage you not for the man to come on his own or the woman. Uh, you have to sit down together and there'll be a, a very important, I think, exchange of views because I think that the next point is very important because women are less testosterone fueled. In fact, they're not testosterone fueled at all when it comes to investing. And your point is women tend to invest more conservatively sometimes that's good and sometimes you'll overperform sometimes it's not so good and you will underperform so tell us about that the tendency of women to be more conservative yeah so that's quite an interesting one uh lindsay so i must say that when i see clients nine times out of ten i tell them that the husband or whoever it is but but mainly wives like the wife must come into the meeting, you know, with um, when it when it comes to the family's financial affairs, like you must give your wife my business card so she knows if something happens to you, you call me. You know what I mean? Like there's just an awareness around that. But I must say, women tend to be, on average, more conservative, you know, investors with than men. And what I can see is quite funny enough, but. A lot of my women clients, they're the ones that phone me when the portfolios are down. 
the men are chilled and they know, you know, the market goes up and the market goes down. But I get a lot of panicky wives phoning me, which just shows you the kind of conservative nature of women. And an interesting stat I saw is that women keep almost 70% of their portfolios in cash. Now, you know, anybody knows that by large, you have to have risk in your investment to outperform inflation. So that mindset needs to change. And I think the way that women can change that is they can start doing a little bit of research. You know, listen to the investment talk on the radio. Spend some time, you know, reading reading the news, what's happening in markets. You know, just become more, let's call it educated. And then, and then when you're educated about things like that, it doesn't seem so scary, if that makes sense. It does make sense. It, it, it makes great sense. And let's talk about uh, uh, gaps now, the glass ceiling, the ceiling that women cannot uh, break through, uh, for example, at the boardroom level. But you talk about women in careers and the salary gap. Careers, okay, we understand that the average boardroom maybe has a maximum 20% representation from women. What about the salary gap? That's probably even, even worse. In fact, you know what, Renee? I saw an article in the Guardian newspaper in the UK a couple of days ago that says when you look at art, you look at women's art and men's art, men's art is maybe five to ten times more expensive than women's art. And I don't understand that. Maybe it's just something that's embedded in society that men are better than women. And I don't understand it, quite honestly. Yeah, Lindsay, I must say, I don't like it at all. But that is how it is at the moment. So there was a study done in the US and for every dollar that a man earns, a woman earns 0.82. Okay, so 80% of a dollar is what a woman would earn. Right. Okay, now you think, oh, okay, 20% is not a big number, da, 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 da. But if you accumulate, if you accumulate that over a lifetime of earnings, okay, it can result in like a million dollars worth of, let's call it retirement or investing or salary savings, the difference between, you know, men and women at retirement age. That's a big number. And the gap is there. And, you know, the thing is, nine times out of 10, women kind of you know, they have to, there is a time in your life where you have to take it easy at work because you've got to look after the kids and you've got to, you know, take a break from being this amazing career woman. Look, some people do it all, but it's tough. And it just shows you like, like over time that women need to continue to fight for the raises and equal pay. And, you know, they need to be able to, to check market-related salaries that they are keeping up to date. Um, so the only way to get the right package is to is to fight for it. And it's like anything in life. If you don't ask, you don't get. So that's, that's very, very, um, very, very important um, for women and, you know, the differences in earnings over time. Your final point says, slowly but surely, there is so much more awareness and women are becoming more financially astute. When a woman comes into your consultancy at Brentus Wealth in, in Cape Town and she says, OK, I'm here on behalf of myself and my husband or I'm here on behalf of myself as a single woman. What immediately comes to mind? Do you change your 
your approach to this person. For example, if a woman and a man had come in, uh, the husband and, and wife or the, the, the man and the woman partners, or the woman and the woman partners, whatever it is, do you change your approach at Brenthurst Wealth? Do you th- immediately say, okay, we've got to approach this differently to a normal client interaction? You know what? I would absolutely say that is the case. Um, mm. I think with with women, they need a lot more, let's call it hand-holding. And you need to have more of a, let's say, and this, this goes back to psychology, but you have to have more a more emotional kind of approach to their needs and their and their investing requirements. You know, you don't when they walk in there, you don't want to scare them by throwing all these numbers and graphs and stats and you know all the all the investment lingo. You have to sort of you know see where their knowledge level is, see how adverse they are to risk, and you have to do a lot more hand holding. So. For example, when I have clients that that invest with me, um, like men, they they've read the proposal, they are on it, and they they're happy to invest. Whereas women take a lot more, they take a lot, a lot longer. They they're scared, they're nervous. So there's a lot more. You know, you've got to make them feel comfortable. And and I always say to my clients, you've got to trust me. There's got to be that element of trust that I know what I'm doing. And I will take this journey with you. And I think I think that's very important. And some re- research done in the UK actually shows that 70% of women prefer working with a female ad- advisor. You know, I can see it. When my woman clients come in, there's just something. There's a connection. Even though they take a lot longer, they're more, they're more trusting. And, you know, it's more around relationships if you can if you can say that yeah i can and i wonder if in the future there will be a division at brentos wealth or in other financial services companies that uh, specifically deals with women maybe that's not the right thing to do because then again you're emphasizing the gender difference but anyway it's uh, been fascinating talking to you and just to finish off here it says here the female population of south africa is 50.76% and women fill 44% of skilled posts, including professional and managerial positions. That's been rising over the years, but still uh, below what it should be. A concerning statistic, you go on to say, is that 42% of women are single parents. And this shows how important it is for women to have their own financial plan and goals. So that is something that should be addressed, I think. And maybe you can just finish off this chat with your comments on that, please, Renee. Yeah, look, I think, Lindsay, the only way we can change that, you know, you can't change people's circumstances, death, divorce, all those kind of life things happen. But it's it's creating awareness. And you'll see, like, even in our industry now, there are a lot more women's seminars and you know, women's podcasts. And so there is that awareness. And I think we just need to keep going with that. We need to keep the conversation open and we need to we need to fight for our, our rights yeah, and exactly. equal rights. And I think we're getting there, but I think we've got a we've got some room to move. Um <laughs> but you know, I'm quite happy that there is improvement and we just keep going from there. Very good. Renee, thanks so much for your insight. 
That was Rene Egar from Brentus Wolf in Cape Town, and that was it. Was it's my money. It's My Money was brought to you by Brentos Wealth, an award-winning boutique wealth management company. The views and opinions expressed in these podcasts are those of Lindsay Williams and various contributors and do not reflect the policy, position or opinion of any other agency, organization, employer or company associated with strictlybusinesspodcast.com. Assumptions made on the analyses are not reflective of the position of any other entity other than the speaker or the author. And since we are critically thinking human beings, these views are always subject to change, revision and rethinking at any time. Please do not hold us to them in perpetuity.